Hi, friends. Welcome to Encouraged and Equipped. On this podcast, we introduce you to the women of Christ Chapel Bible Church. We share our stories to encourage and equip each other to live out our faith in Jesus. We are so glad you're here. On this episode, we're talking about joy, and we have some of our Christ Chapel women staff for our conversation. Wendy Lyon from our Fort Worth campus, Christina Sandra from our South campus, and Kristen Hoff from our West campus. Joy is experiencing the goodness of God despite what is going on. We talk about what steals our joy, what inspires our joy, and how to protect our joy. Here's our conversation. y'all. My name is Christina, and I'm here with Wendy and Kristen, and we're going to talk about joy today. And I love that I get to do this with y'all. We've already had so much fun getting to talk about it and just talk about God's heart for joy. And one thing that we are going to be sure that we do is distinguish the difference between joy and happiness. Um, So I'll just start out by saying that joy is different than happiness because it transcends our situation and our circumstances. And it does that because it's rooted in who Jesus is. And when it's rooted in who Jesus is, He becomes a foundation, and that foundation is really where our joy comes from. And so it's not dependent on what's happening in our day or how we feel in the moment. It really goes beyond that. It's rooted in something much deeper. So if y'all are anything like me, then you can relate to a roller coaster of emotions. And that could be in a day or that could even be in an hour. I could be feeling great one hour and then the next day someone cuts me off in traffic or my kid's nurse calls and she's sick. I have to go pick her up. You know, erupts my whole day. And I can go from feeling great and feeling full of happiness to just so upset and angry Uh in just like the blink of an eye. And I just feel like anything can really trigger me from one emotion to another so quickly. Um, I'm fickle. My emotions are fickle. And if I slow down and think about it, I find that really they're dependent on my circumstances and my situations. So I just love to start by having y'all share, like, how do you see happiness versus joy playing out in your lives? I think that for me, it's easy to react based on emotions, which I think you've already mm-hmm. kind of touched on a bit. Yes. Instead of reacting based upon scripture or upon what God's called us right. to Um, I am a people-pleaser type person, and I have two teenagers, so people-pleasing doesn't necessarily always work out with teenagers. No. And so often I find myself craving their approval or my husband's approval or the people who I work with their approval or whatever instead of going back and seeking God's approval Mm -hmm. first. And that never works because I don't ever cook the right dinners. I don't always hear the words that I would love to hear every day. Um, My husband is a words of affirmation person, and somehow he's not always the greatest at handing those (laughs) out. He just likes to hear them as well, which... Don't we all love to hear oh, yeah. words oh, yeah. of affirmation? Yeah. But I think that is one of those distinguishing like happiness versus joy. Sure. Am I leaning into the Lord or am I leaning into others around mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. to lift me up? To and provide that. Better? And mm-hmm. again, it's all about how I feel and not joy, which yeah. is totally different. And I think in the last year, it has been very incredibly hard to balance that because we've had so much that has gone on from pandemics to 
uh, diversity issues and all of the things politically and non-politically and just I feel like our world is in turmoil and no matter how much um, especially my husband and I together have prayed and made decisions like this is what's right for my family this is what's right here there's a lot of times when we go back and that doubt creeps in right where you try to decide like hey you know so-and-so thought this and so-and-so thought this what if you know, what if, what, what if, if, what mm-hmm. if we had made this decision different? What if we did this? Are we doing what we're called mm-hmm. to do? And to be honest, I think it's those what ifs that are the biggest killers of joy Absolutely. in our lives. I totally get that. I say what if all <laughs> the time. And uh, I have some back issues. I often say, what if my back goes out during Christmas or the holidays? Because I have missed a Thanksgiving with my family. Aww. Or I've said, uh, what if um, plans at work for an event fall through right. and they don't work? <laughs> and I'm totally leaning on myself when I say that. And I have to replace that with what is, because really, um, God doesn't give us tomorrow. I know when I was little, we used to say this verse a lot, and I love it in Psalm 118. Today, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And he doesn't say in there, tomorrow's the day. Next week is the day. He only gives me today, and I can just rest in that. So I can say what is, is that he's given me today. Um, But I'd also like to say something else that steals my joy in addition to saying what if all the time, which I'm still working on, was a time in my life when I was married to David. Early on in our marriage, we moved to Connecticut. And I had in Texas, previously when we were first married, a really great job in downtown Austin. And I worked right in the middle of it by all the cool restaurants. And um, I just loved it. And David was working there. We were real involved in a church. And in the time, David had... um, been waiting to hear where we were stationed in the Navy because he'd always wanted to be a part of the Navy like his family. And so he called me and said, are you sitting down? I have where we're stationed. Now, we had always talked about we're going to be stationed in Hawaii or on a beach somewhere. So I thought, here it is. Here's our good news. And he said, "Uh, we're stationed in Groton, Connecticut, and everyone here calls it Rotten Groton. And I thought, oh, man. So I thought, okay. It's, it can't be that bad. I've never lived there where we drive up and it is just flat. The buildings are flat from 1935. And um, that's when the, wow. the base was really old and there really wasn't anything there. No stores, no Target, no nothing. Oh. And so I just thought, okay, God, um, this is going to be hard. And the only way I dealt with it was... Um, opening my Bible and reading through Paul and how he talked about contentment, Mm -hmm. that he can be content in any circumstances that he's in. And so that really helped me. And I really learned the biggest lesson on joy during that time. So I thought, okay, joy is something you can have no matter what your circumstances are. So Lord, teach me to have that joy because I don't have it. I really like my job back in Austin. So I got a job at the Child Development Center on the Naval Base, and these kids were um, rough. They came from really rough homes, and then some of them were acting out because their daddies were gone for on six-month, three-month tours on the submarines. And um, so it was 
really, really hard. Um, so I went around the classroom during nap time instead of complaining, because I started out complaining, and just patted their backs and prayed for them that they would be comforted, that they would know him in their life. And so awesome. it was really amazing what God did with that, because just um, looking through his eyes at these children who were hurting, he changed my perspective mm-hmm. and being, I had a new mission. I had a new purpose and I had joy, this joy that was from the Lord that I could be used by him in these children's lives. So um, the focus was not on me anymore. It was on the Lord and how he could use me. And so that was a huge lesson. I'm so grateful for that lesson. Wendy, I've heard you share that story before, and I think it's such a neat story. The first time you um, shared it with us, you talked about how Paul, you re- you studied and you read a lot about mm-hmm. the Apostle Paul and how he was chained in prison. And you said, I felt chained yes, to raw in Groton. I and did. I just thought that was <laughs> such a funny analogy. And yeah. it was so spot on. Yeah. Um, I just think that sometimes, we're in situations, actually a lot of times we're in situations that we, one, maybe aren't expecting, two, we don't want to be in, um, but the Lord has us there for reasons Mm -hmm. and we may never know those reasons, but we have a choice, right? It's either to keep our eyes on our situation or to Mm -hmm. lift our eyes Mm -hmm. like you did and lift your focus and Mm -hmm. really put it on the Lord. Mm -hmm. And He's always so faithful to produce that joy inside of us when we can take our eyes off of our situations. Mm -hmm. Um, So that just kind of makes me think about, you know, in that time, your happiness was really in your situation Mm -hmm. until you were able to look past it. So Kristen, tell me some things that you feel in your life you might root your joy in. Um, I know for me, it has a lot to do with, um, did my day go as planned? You know, is dinner on the table by the right time? You know, all these little things that I expect for myself, Mm -hmm. I find my happiness really rooted in those things. So share with me a little bit, like what are some ways in your life that you see your happiness? Rooted. Do you want my church answer or my real answer? Oh, give me your real answer. <laughs> I want the real answer. real answer. Well, I would love to be able to say that, you know, I always go first and foremost to the Lord. That's always where I turn oh, yeah, when I've got that curveball. Um, unfortunately, that is not always where I go. And that is when I notice I'm not joyful. Hmm. If I can immediately go, even if it's just that shortest prayer of, hey, Lord, I need help with this. This is not what I expected. Mm-hmm. Change my heart. Whatever it is, that is always helpful. And it also comes back to, I think, where I'm filling my time and how I'm filling my tank. Absolutely. One of my favorite things to do is to go and walk the aisles of Target. I could spend hours there, and I would get so much happiness <laughs> touching all the things and oh, the blankets. Too. The dollar spot and I are best yeah. friends. But all that ends up doing is depleting my bank account and giving me that just little bitty jolt of happiness. It does nothing for my joy. Whereas if I were to go and spend time in my garden and tending my flower beds, pruning things back, just spending time in God's creation. That is, I call it my happy place, but really that should be called my joyful place because that is where I get to see the Lord at work. I get to see His beauty. I get to see you know, half of his character traits just played out in nature. And that is one of the places where I think I find the most joy. And so I always have to remember, where is my focus? Am I focusing on the little things, the worldly things, those temperamental things that are not going to last? Or am I focusing on God and 
what he, who he is, I mm-hmm. guess, more than anything and putting my faith in that. That's funny. I was just thinking, um, you said Target and I was thinking, I don't actually like doing that. I don't really like going to Target, <laughs> but my thing is TJ Maxx. Well, I, oh, yeah. that too. I go yeah. check out the nail polish at TJ Maxx and <laughs> I cannot tell you the amount of happiness I feel when there's a color I don't own. You know, I just feel so much happiness. And yeah. a few weeks ago, I got out my favorite color. I was going to paint my nails and I dropped it in the bathtub. It shattered. Oh, oh, that is hard y'all. to get off. You it, can't get it out. Number one, I I, that was horrible. I could yeah. I poured acetone everywhere. Yeah. But number two, I was crushed. I yeah. was such a grouch. And I realized I am so upset over something so silly. Yeah. But my happiness just felt like it was like zapped out of me so quickly. Yeah. But I know you both love Target. So Yeah. Target <laughs> seems to be a main theme here. But I want to ask you, did the acetone take off the enamel on your bathtub too? I I not entirely, but it did just like a little bit. But I put it on cotton and then kind of yeah, that stuff is you know, strong. Yeah, it wasn't great. My bathroom smelled horrible. Yeah. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yes. Target is the main theme. In fact, when we were talking about joy, I happened to pick up a Target ad right here. Look at the title. Give more joy. That's like the current that. Target ad, right? If only we could purchase joy at Target. Yeah, yeah. wouldn't that be great? Because <laughs> then we could give joy. Then it would yes. be so useful just perusing the aisles. <laughs> I know, and we're about that to accomplish so funny. that. Yeah. But I uh, love Target too. And I think the um, sometimes when I look for joy, I look for happiness and things that make Mm -hmm. me happy. And I love, you talked about nail polish. You talked about walking the aisles. I love throw blankets. (laughs) Give me a good, soft, chunky throw blanket. And I like all different kinds. I have a different one on my couch. I have a different one on my bed. I have them everywhere. And I can never have enough of of them. And I would almost argue that they do bring me quite a bit of joy, (laughs) but it really is happiness. So... um, Man, I love I love a good throw blanket. But really, when I look back at uh, my time in Connecticut and um, what God taught me, and I peel off the layers mm-hmm. and what's going on, and looking at, at putting that up against the character of God, yeah. is that I am discontent. I mm-hmm. am telling God I'm not happy mm-hmm. with the life You've provided for me or the circumstances You've placed me in. And if He's a good God and He's a loving God and He's a God, author of joy, I will experience joy yeah. when I accept and sit in the circumstances He's given yeah. me, and yeah. I just have to um, submit to those circumstances. So. Um, yeah, I that's what I've I've learned and I have to continue to remind myself those lonely times and that lonely time in Connecticut was mm-hmm. um a great teaching time the Lord taught me how to experience real joy. Well, and I love that you brought up contentment because I and and you voiced this when you were telling your story that you had this expectation of right. a beach or something exotic yeah. or fun. And yeah. don't we all have these great lofty yeah. expectations yes. that we build up in our own minds? And yet God's plan is not always that. So whenever our plan falls short of what we think it should be, yeah. how often do we just hit rock bottom and we're like, yeah. oh, this is the worst thing that could have ever happened? Right. When in right. reality, we have no idea what God has in store and the great things He can make right. for nothing. Right. So recently I was reading um, a John Piper article, and in it he actually talked about joy. And so I would love to just quote him. He says that joy is produced by the Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit causes us to see the beauty in Christ in the Word and in the world. Mm -hmm. He goes on and says that joy is in our spirit, not in our physical body. 
And that joy comes from seeing the beauty of Jesus. That is what produces our joy. You know, and it made me think of our Hebrew study that we did in Bible study Mm -hmm. recently, that when we see that Christ is superior than all of our circumstances and he is sufficient for all Mm -hmm. of our circumstances, Mm -hmm. then we can see his beauty and what he brings into our life. And then, you know, we talked about Paul earlier. But in Philippians, he says, Whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. And what's more, I consider everything a loss except for the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, Mm. for whose sake I have lost all Mm. things. And, you know, we have all read a story or we know someone personally who's in a situation that they really don't want to be in. It's not what they would have chosen for their life, but they still radiate a joy that mm-hmm. we all want, you know, that mm-hmm. is contagious for all of us. And Paul, yep. Paul knew his joy was in yep. Jesus, right? He knew that if he put his um, trust and his happiness and his circumstances, he was just going to end up completely, completely devastated. Yeah. Yep. I don't know that I'm always as joyful as Paul is in hard circumstances. Right. (laughs) But I do think sometimes it's easier for me to find joy when things are hard Mm. because it's at that time where I where there's really nothing to make me happy Mm. that I'm like, okay, well, I can see God at work. God is doing this. Look at this great blessing that He's given. Look at how He's moving here. And that increases my joy. Whereas when things are going smooth and everything's the way that I think it should be, then I kind of get wrapped up into this. And it's air quotes mm-hmm. happiness that is going on because everything's going the way that I think it should, that I'm not necessarily always keeping my eyes open and watching for God to move. Mm-hmm. And that is when my actual joy is depleted more than anything. Mm-hmm. And so I have to constantly choose and remember to watch for how God's moving sure. and watch for the things that He's doing. Yeah, um, I I think that's so true. But I think also it can be during good, good times that, like you said, that I forget mm-hmm. about God's character because mm-hmm. I wasn't designed, we aren't designed to be content in what the world mm-hmm. offers. And I get deceived by that all the time. And I feel like I never grow out of it. Sometimes I'll <laughs> feel like I'll get better in one area and then another mm-hmm. area hits. But um, God's plan is always better. And what I love about the Lord and His character through hard times and what I've learned is that He's still at work because sometimes it feels like during those hard times, I think, Okay, where are you? Because things don't look good, but he's still at work, and I'm still being used by God. And that is the greatest joy um, that we can experience is such a privilege to be used by him and his work. It is. And, you know, it makes me just remember it like hard seasons in my life. Yeah. And it doesn't always mean that we're going to feel what we think happiness or joy feels like. Right. In those circumstances, we may be in a really hard season Mm -hmm. and we're feeling grief and we're feeling sadness or confusion, whatever that is. Um, And in those hard seasons, like we're not walking through trials on cloud nine and feeling like wonderful and amazing every morning when we wake up. No, sometimes life is hard. Um, But if we can somehow find our way to Jesus and to His mm. Word and mm-hmm. being intentional about being filled by the Scriptures and one-on-one prayer time with Him, yeah. then I know that God is faithful. We all know that. And uh-huh. so He's faithful to produce joy in us and to right. meet us in our trials. And that is really the um, the epitome of happiness versus joy. Yeah. Yeah. I I'll also think, too, that's a, that's a great point in that— um, 
the scriptures help, but I also think there's good timing and being gentle and loving people through those hard times sure. and recognizing true joy. Because mm. I don't appreciate, and I hope I don't, and I know you guys don't either. We've talked about this before when someone just says, hey, God causes all things to work together for good. Yeah, and you're like in a super hard season. Yeah, in a hard season. I don't know. No, I'm not feeling that right now. But it is um, so comforting to know that He's with us through it. Mm -hmm. And we have our God with us to hold His hand and guide us through it, and He's using it, and He's going to work it through us, and He will give us that joy. It may be later, but He will use use those circumstances. You know, I just want to make sure that we are really clear about where we stand when it comes to joy. We've had um, a really great discussion, but I would just love to give everyone maybe some practical tips or um, some things that they can just take Mm -hmm. away from this conversation. Um, The first one is that we have said over and over, joy is only found when we're content in Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, If you are not walking with the Lord and you're listening to this podcast and you think, Actually, I feel pretty joyful most of the time. I um, would encourage you to just dig in more into Jesus, get your foundation rooted a little bit stronger because when hard times come, and we all know they do come, that joy will only be there if your relationship with the Lord is solid. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. And the other thing is that joy is a decision, right? Mm-hmm. It's a decision that we totally. make in yep. Philippians 4. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. Yeah. Again, I say rejoice. And there are exclamation marks. And um, that's not like, hey, if you're feeling like it, go ahead and rejoice. Yeah. Or do you all want to rejoice? No, this is actually a command from yeah. Scripture. And he and repeated it twice. He repeats yeah. it. Exactly. He says it twice. <laughs> Again, I say rejoice. Yeah. So if we believe that the Word of God is truly that, God's Word for us, yeah. then as women who claim to be Christ followers, we take God's Word and we apply it to our lives. And so over and over, we've mentioned several different verses that say rejoice. This is the day the Lord has yeah. made. Rejoice. Yeah. And so that's actually a command. And we have a decision to make. Are we going to follow this very specific command um, to be joyful and to rejoice in the Lord? Yeah. And one of those decisions that I've had to make, too, is to just practice gratitude daily because I forget all the things the Lord has done for me because I look around and think, um, look at all the things that are hard in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the uh, best illustrations I have of this was going on a trip with the women's ministry to Africa. And we bought shoes for the long walk to the um, conference center uh, w- because the it was dry and it was gravelly and the right clothes. We bought all the things. And after breakfast, we'd show up about nine o'clock, but we could hear the women there praising God and singing around eight o'clock wow. in the morning. And, and we just wanted to shoot over there and be with them because they were so joyful. And when you look at their feet, they're wearing shoes. They've worn for years. They're old. Their toes, some of them, their toes were sticking out of the toes of the shoes because they didn't have shoes. It was such a wonderful illustration of joy does not come through things. The joy of the Lord was a choice. Just like you Mm -hmm. said, Christina, a choice for these women. They're Mm going to praise God because they know Him and He's given them His joy. It wasn't based on the kind of shoes they had or their... um, lives of poverty, they loved the Lord and it showed in their voices and they chose to rejoice. That is an experience yeah. that you will yeah. always remember. Always what remember a cool it. story. Yeah. 
Thank you for sharing that. Okay, well, in closing, I would just love to share um, my favorite Bible verse. It is John 10, 10. When this is Jesus talking, he says that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come so that you may have life and have it abundantly. Jesus is saying straight up here, hey, the enemy's going to try and take your joy. He's going to try and steal it yep. and kill it. He's, that's what he does. He comes and he does that. But Jesus came to give us abundant life. Mm-hmm. And that does mean living in his joy mm-hmm. and walking with him and seeing him produce that joy inside mm-hmm. of us. So I would suggest that we all be very vigilant to protect our joy, right? Because Jesus is saying like, the thief comes to take things away and to kill that stuff inside of right. us that um, we want to experience. But mm-hmm. here we know we can protect our joy. So some ways that I've done that is um, I've tried to guard what I'm watching mm-hmm. and what I'm reading. And that really for me means a lot of social media. And yeah. sometimes I will just get, I, I will feel a physical sick feeling because I'm constantly looking at stuff that is like zapping and sucking away my joy and my Mm -hmm. contentment. Mm -hmm. And that is not guarding my joy. That is opening a door of temptation and a door for the enemy. Right. Um, And then what am I hearing? What am I listening to? What kind of music am I even listening to? Um, what kind of podcasts do I listen to? Right. And then who am I spending my time with? Mm-hmm. Are these people encouraging me deeper into a relationship with Jesus? Mm-hmm. Or are they encouraging me um, deeper into the world? And then the last thing is that just asking God to protect our joy, to help mm-hmm. us protect our joy. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, He's so faithful and He wants us to feel joy. And that mm-hmm. if we are obeying and pursuing Him, and then we're asking Him on top of it all, God, help me to protect my joy. Mm-hmm. We know He'll be faithful to do that. Huh. He yeah. will. Yeah, He definitely will. Well, thank y'all for being here. Um, let me just pray for us, and then we will be on our way. Um, Lord, thank you so much for joy. Thank you that our joy is not rooted in the circumstances that we're in or the things that we have or the people that we associate with, um, except for you. It's rooted in you. Jesus, thank you for supplying everything that we need in this world and everything that we need um, to walk with you and to live a life of joyfulness. Lord, we love you. Amen. Amen.